Jazz Shelley is named Big Ten Player of the Week for the first time in her career. No surprise there after she averages 17 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists last week and wins at Michigan. And then a lesser game against Iowa. Anyway, uh, Shelly had 23 points and five assists against the Hawkeyes. She was awesome. Speaking of, Natalie Potts, once again named Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors for the sixth time this year. She averaged 13 points, four and a half rebounds, and two wins. She had 14 and six against Iowa, and she leads all Big Ten freshmen this season, averaging just under 11 points and just under six rebounds per game. All right, the important stuff, the stuff you're planning on tonight. Dollar beer night at the Chai. Actually, dollar drink night, but beards drink. We've confirmed. Creighton hosts Georgetown tonight at 7.30. Baylor Shireman will be honored prior to tip-off in recognition of him surpassing 2,000 career points against Providence uh, uh, last week. The game is Creighton's annual fan appreciation night. Thus, they want to get you a little tipsy. It includes dollar beverages at the Bud Bar atop the north end zone from 6 to 7.30. But that, that's not all. The first 500 students will receive a beanie. And if you saw the forecast for Friday, you might need the beanie. Omaha softball stud Cam Meyer, Summit League softball peak pitcher of the week after two stellar performances at the Unidome tournament. The uh, Iowa native pitched a pair of seven-inning complete games against Butler in Northern Iowa. Against Butler, she allowed only one run on three hits while striking out 14. And against UNI, she struck out 11, allowing three hits and two runs. Heading into the season, the fifth-year pitcher had 780 Ks under her belt in the fourth inning of the UNI game. Meyer struck out her sixth batter marking a monumental 800 career strikeouts. Omaha softball will be out in Tucson this weekend. It'll be pretty out there. Victor Wembanyama had his second triple-double and his first with blocks. Helps to be 7-4 as the Spurs rookie blocked a shot by the Raptors' Grady Dick. Oh, I remember him with six and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter of last night's rare non-loss for the Spurs, 122-99. to So I woke up celebrating, giving him the NBA's first triple-double with block shots as one of the categories in more than three years. He had 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 blocks, and 5 assists in just 29 minutes. He leads the league in block shots, and after last night's game was the first rookie with 150 blocks, 150 assists, and 50 steals in a season since... Tim Duncan in 1997-98. That worked out for him. There are 28 games left in the Spurs season. Playoffs are still in reach. Finally, finally, can't forget this. Congratulations to Bill Self, who was ejected for the first time during his tenure at Kansas in their embarrassing 79-50 road loss at Texas Tech. The 29-point loss matched KU's largest against an unranked opponent in the AP poll era since 1948-49, with the other being against Kentucky in 1950. Many forget that game. It was the 33rd time this season that an AP Top 10 team lost on the road to an unranked opponent, already the most for the month of February in a single season in AP poll history. Self was ejected with 549 remaining in the game after getting two technical fouls in quick succession following an offensive foul call against Hunter Dickinson under the basket. It was the 722nd game at Kansas for Self, whose only other ejection in 31 seasons overall as a college head coach came way back in 1999 when he was with Tulsa and they were playing at Wyoming. So this is Self's first ejection that doesn't come at a really high elevation, though Lubbock is just over 3,000 feet in elevation despite being so flat that you can squint and see Dallas if you stand on the hood of your car. Hey, I, I've, I've done a handful of games in Lubbock. Same. It is a great atmosphere. I like that. Arena. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay on Lubbock. I, Me too. I was there in November. And by the way, I ate at the same place that Mahomes did. Well, you have to. Spanky's. Oh. I did not have the fried cheese. I went with a regular hamburger, but it's right on the edge of campus. It's a great basketball atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Brant McCoslin is a really, really good coach from North Texas to Texas Tech. Um. When they announced that Kevin McCullough was going to be out, yeah. I was like, mm, that, there's no shot Put they're the winning that game. They're not deep enough. 
would it be in the ranking of failures, and they're very, very small, if Kansas plays themselves out of Omaha, where would that rank? Uh, that'd be up there. And I noticed... Uh, bring with... on the clones. Let's bring on the TJ defense. Yep. I'm all on the Cardinal and gold. Keep KU away from Omaha. Shelby Mass has a price out. Come down has a them in Memphis this morning. Ooh, that would be yep. a failure. There's no way they won't end up in Omaha. You can put that on the board. Ooh. They oh, are... Wait a minute. Hold up. No, don't. Don't let him walk away from that. Yeah. Oh, I'll, what would you like I'll to put it. on this? What should we do? I, you, you... I don't... I mean, I don't know. I don't... Uh, we can, we, I mean, we have some time to think about it. Okay. So we'll come up with a yeah. little bet yeah. here. Yeah. But you say they will not. They will definitely be in Omaha. No way in hell they won't be in Omaha. Uh, now, they're going to be, like a lot of other teams, how you're judged because nobody can win on the road yeah. except for UConn, Purdue, and even Creighton. Creighton's had success on the mm-hmm. road. They're, listen, it's wide open. It's UConn, Purdue, and then the rest of college basketball. And we know what Purdue does in the tournament. So, But KU has been the same issue. Mm-hmm. It just that would... That would be a bad look not to make it to Omaha because I think you'd have to what be a five or six. Yeah, yeah. if you're in not, the top four, to you Omaha? go to the nearby pod. Yeah, because yeah, right now I think Shelby Mass has them as a they're low. Th- I can't remember if they have three or if they they're fall falling to, to that three after um, last night. Yeah, they're yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that was a three. They were a low end three, so they were actually in uh, located in Memphis as of this morning. Watching that game, guys, and real quickly about the Bill Self technical. This is this theme with officiating uh, look i know he said after the game that he wasn't trying to get out of that game because by the time oh, he gets teed up oh, by the time he gets teed up it was i mean that game was over but super bowl it was, was tired it was it, the game it's kansas is just a tough watch on the road period but it was a it was a game where it was it was basically like the big east where they were letting them That's do everything and there was really no whistles so when they did call Hunter Dickinson for the offensive foul, which he was actually kind of tangled up, he didn't even initiate it. It was a bad foul. And I think at that point, that was the self-frustration of his own team. But then what was all of a sudden called at an inopportune time, he probably saw that as a moment. Guys, this Kansas team, and I've, I've watched them both at home and on the road. It's so funny when we talk about home Nebraska and, and away Nebraska. Because there is a common denominator, and I'm not trying to compare Kansas basketball to, to Nebraska basketball, oh, but as no, far as as far be... as the home and away part of this, I always feel like at, at times Nebraska when they start struggling, they're just kind of looking, you know, towards one another, like, okay, can somebody stop the bleeding? Wasn't Hunter Dickinson supposed to be that guy for Kansas? If you look at them on the road, it's even in games where on the road he's put up maybe some decent offensive numbers. He's woeful at times. Like there were shots You're he was putting up last night. Some other players, he to wasn't go even with them? he wasn't even drawing iron on like wide open three pointers. And well, and I mean the, the, the I don't want to put it all on on him, but that's a guy that especially if you're out a starter like McCuller, that you got to be able to lean on and get more than five points production. And again, the amount of looks that he had, there were some quality looks that he wasn't even coming yeah, close. I, I wasn't enamored with him in Michigan. I mean, good pickup for what KU needed. Yeah, but I'm going to give you an example. So. He's a pick-and-pop guy. He struggles at the rim, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. For his size. Is, is, you, you know why Zach Eady is tough to officiate? Yeah. Hunter Dickinson, like Shaq. Hunter Dickinson is easy to officiate. Yep. Hunter Dickinson has 88 free-throw attempts. Do you know how many that Zach Eady has? So they're, 462. They're, they're not very far <laughs> apart in terms of height. 255. Oh, that wasn't completely being yeah. like sarcastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew it was I, over 150. I, I wonder. I, I wonder if 
what they thought they were going to get on a nightly basis from Hunter Dickinson has let them down. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, think about but some 80, of the... 88 free throws for a guy that big. What's 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 the issue here? In in a place where I think they would protect him in that conference. Mm-hmm. If he was aggressive... Especially that And team. instead of standing outside and shooting threes, got downhill from the post and went to try and dunk everything or lay it up and in. Yeah. I mean, that's what Z, the ED does, and... Yeah. He gets hammered, and they send him to the free throw line. 255 to 88. Yeah, it's kind of a rink mass type situation there for Hunter Dickinson. Where Whoa, we you compared Kate I have. Nebraska and now rink mass. Come on, go in on I, it. I, I have. Wow. Because, because, again, similar style of They're play as far as what those bigs do. And the other part about when I think of Who Kansas. John Crispin? <laughs> the, the Kansas. Go ahead, Gottlieb. You're on a roll. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, let me tell you about credit cards, Pants too. Pants on backwards. Um, the whole part of. Like Kansas big men, like historically under Bill Self, has been exactly what you described. Physical guys that eat up the paint, eat up the block, they're rim protectors, and they're going to give you the high percentage shots there. They don't have, I mean, even, yes, Doke. Hey, Doke Doke was was a stud. Who would might like having some Doke in their life? Right. (laughs) Lots of Doke. I I mean, even when, when Joel Embiid was healthy when he played for Kansas, he would give you a little bit of a stretch. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it felt like great three weeks <laughs> I, I just remember i saw kansas at their peak that year monday night at hilton on a big monday game and you had both wiggins and joel Embiid going off that was like i think when they peaked at that so you that have year. that i have Embiid against texas on a saturday night where he had two breakaway dunks where i said on one dunk oh crap and crap's paraphrasing i said another word but, but even i said that's david robinson then the next one was hakeem elijah remember their most recent okay their most recent big when they won a national title and david mccormick he wasn't like great but he also yeah, the fans hated him until that night but he would play in the paint he knew his role I liked him. he didn't he didn't ex- expand out like he gave you a true big presence that's why the hunter dickinson it seemed like okay you're, now you're just adding more offensive firepower and if he can play a little bit more in the paint this is going to be big for him but it's it's completely against all the big men that bill self has been successful with and you saw that last night where you needed someone just to kind of be tough and shut things down yeah, he was nowhere I, to be found i'm not gonna they walked into a hornet's nest, mm-hmm. and they didn't have McCullough, who averages twenty a game. Who they they were, wanted. They were they were dead hawks walking. Yeah. Um, and you know they'll they got a week off now, which they desperately need. Uh, and nobody there is paying attention because let's be honest, it's they're now focused on Wednesday. Yeah, but you know what? Well, they're focused on also. Uh, today and you saw Mass Street, the pictures. Uh, the Royals are going to announce their uh, site today. Oh. So the the the, the, mm. the the story of last night though in college basketball is what happened between Wake Forest and Duke. Yeah. As far as... The, the first game of Big Monday. The the game itself or Hunter no, Salas? No, Hunter Salas. Hunter Salas has been... So I, I, every time Hunter Salas plays now, and there's there's a thing called smart portaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're two years at Gonzaga. You didn't even average five points a game. Uh, you made a right move to get out of Gonzaga because he got unlocked with Steve Forbes at Wake Forest. And it has shown he had he had 33 against North Carolina State. Yep. He had 22 last night. Wake Forest has got to start picking up some quality wins. That actually, They're in the bubble. if you're looking at it from the Nebraska perspective, you were a big fan of Duke last night just because you need teams to, to start to slide away. Mm-hmm. But I, every time I watch Hunter Silas play, and I'm a, I'm a huge Hunter fan, and I think he made the right move to get away from here out of high school. Uh, but every time he does something really, really well, and he's played great. He's played himself into first-round NBA draft. Mm-hmm. I, I could see him going in the back end of the NBA draft from 26 to the end. He has done that with, you know, people are looking at a guy that's six foot five. He's averaging, what is he, about 18 a game. Yep. 
He is uh, he's over 40% from beyond the arc. Uh, he Sometimes a change of scenery works out. And, you know, when you... That that's the that's the part of of, of of portaling and transferring that not all transfers are created equal. Right. Because you know when 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 somebody transfers, you'll get the well they can't handle adversity. Well, sometimes we don't know exactly what's going on. They're they're transferring towards success, and that's how I look at Hunter Salas. Mm. He transferred towards success in his basketball career. But every time that Hunter does something, and it'd be great, it'd, it'd be great for the city of Omaha. In high school basketball, to have a Omaha kid that is a first-round draft pick is every time he does something, you always get the response from Creighton and Nebraska fans. What if? Oh yeah, especially Nebraska. Um, well, Nebraska on the front end, Creighton on the back end of wow. What if they could have pulled? Well, no. I mean, you're fine. You're you're fine downtown. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but the Nebraska perspective is like, dang, absolutely. Missed Adam on him definitely once. I don't know about how much interest, how much there was of smoke and try to but every time he does something around here it's like well what if no he made a smart move i i think that's he he transferred towards success so that's a good story about guys that are portally shireman's the same way mm-hmm. you know he had, he had great success at south dakota state jimmy said he's going to be mentioned in, or uh, honored tonight with 2,000 points which are combined south dakota state and and creighton is he transferred towards success yep so not everybody is like oh i got to get out because i can't handle it i'm not playing Sometimes they're smart, and they realize that there's a roadblock in front of him. And for a guy to go from two years at Gonzaga, where he went, it was a defensive. You, you look, you look to your left, and he went bust. Yeah, and he goes to a place that knows how to use him, and he's a first round draft pick. I think he's a late first round draft pick is what Hunter Salas has become, and he just he looks so much different. Yeah, agreed. Playing like watching him last night throughout the year at Wake Forest compared to Gonzaga, he's a lot more freer. A lot more confident. And it looks like basketball is fun again. Yeah, he's explosive again. That was the thing at Gonzaga when I'd see him come into the games. It's like, okay, he's it's more of like a defensive role. There wasn't really any... Well, that's kind of what he was known for yeah. when, he, when he came out of high school. And they his first year, is that's what they told him he was going to do. Right, but I mean, even any type of offensive presence that might have existed, though, it just it wasn't like... Like compared to like last night, where he has the ball, he's got the confidence, he's explosive, and all of a sudden, before you know it, he's flushing it at the rim. Uh, he he gets a wide open look, and all of a sudden he he's like knocking he does, one down. He looks like what he does. He did at Miller North. Yeah, because that's what he looks like. He's yeah, he's an all around player. All around player. And and uh, you know, put this. You, you mentioned the thirty three against NC State. Going to Cameron Indoor, and to do that as well. Like there's something to that. When I think of the type of performance that he had last night and watching that game and seeing the way again that he kind of took over for Wake Forest with that, especially in the first half. Like he was a big part of what why they were close in that game. And he didn't like really miss a beat. That that to me, there are certain venues that if you've never played in before, you know, it'd be one thing if, you know, he'd been playing there these two previous years as well, but playing at Cameron Indoor and being able to withstand all of that hoopla. But all you see his game the way that it came out last night, and again, for what you've seen throughout this season at Wake Forest too, but that explosiveness, his athleticism, his just his variety of ways to score, but then all of a sudden you see the defensive presence too. Like that was an, that that to me was such an impressive performance last night. If you're looking at the difference between what he was doing at Gonzaga and what he's doing at Wake Forest, is watch that game last night in that environment. And the fact that he didn't miss a beat—that was that was a, a great, great performance. 
Uh, I haven't looked at any NBA draft boards because I'm focused on the combine coming up and the my first NFL mock draft. Uh, but I got to imagine that Hunter is at least in the top ten of the shooting guards uh, being evaluated for the NBA draft. Again, I think back end of the first round. Now, it's the give or take of you leave a place like Gonzaga, which is perennially an NCAA tournament team, to go across the country, play in the ACC. And possibly would, not make it. And, yeah, would you not be in the NCAA tournament, but it helped you get to the NBA. Well, and I'd be that, curious. That's probably, that's probably the bigger winner yeah. for Hunter uh, at the you know long term than going to Wake Forest and they're in the tournament and you might be one and done. He's played himself into an NBA draft pick. I mean, I, I again, I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't drafted um, first round, late first round, but first round pick. That'd be great for Omaha. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Sam McEwen's going to join us here in a little uh, bit. Again, Creighton and Georgetown tonight. Smart, savvy marketing move by Creighton. Probably light in the shorts in terms of attendance tonight against Georgetown. Uh, it's a Tuesday night. And why not do fan appreciation night and dollar beer mm-hmm. on a night where you need a little bump at the gate? Yep, smart move. And smart move. Any atmosphere? People like cheap beer. I yeah, do. I don't. I don't know. You know, like people don't get riled up here about Ed Cooley because Mac and Ed Cooley are friends, and we kind of like Ed Cooley around mm-hmm. here. We're not going to treat coach. him like Providence no. or, or other places in the Big East. Yeah, I don't think you'll get heckled. No, I, don't no, I just don't think Ed, Ed Cooley will get heckled. Hell, they're either. here. They can come on the studio. I have a microphone. I'm very we'll confident visit. he won't get heckled. The, the dollar beers might maybe you know bring a jabroni or two out because they maybe but paid attention to what happened at Providence, but yeah, they'll no, yell for the fine. home team. They won't yell at the visiting coach. No, they'll boo at the refs. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, I'd, I'll be. That's boo- a thing. Hey, I'd be booing your own team if uh, they don't cover tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't overthink things. Don't don't say, oh man, Big East is tough. Where are we at? You're playing 16? a one eleven team. You're eighteen and a half point favorite. Ooh. Just get out of here. George sounds not playing to Paul tonight. Uh, look what you did against Paul. You danced with Paul in the first half and then blew him out. That's mm-hmm. what this game should yep. be like tonight. All right, Sammy Max coming up here in a little bit. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.